So hear me out. What do women actually want? They want a guy who isn't focused on her. Men misinterpret women and think they're interested, which is why you get guys being a bit creepy, thinking, oh, a girl looks at me, oh, she must fancy me, when isn't the case. Girls do the opposite. Girls will underestimate a guy's interest in them, like, okay. pretty much every every time. So most male friends are orbiters where they're just waiting for that opportunity to get, you know, a pity shag or what, whatever it is they want from the it's girl. Yeah. I'm calling them orbiters, you know. They literally are, bro, yeah. <laughs> Every girl that has had like daddy issues or like trauma, and I'm not saying this is their fault, I'm not blaming them, but it manifests itself physically through the things they do to themselves, whether it's like literally self-harming themselves or tattoos or piercings or dyeing their hair till it's fallen out and bleaching it. Like it's it's literal self-harm. Sometimes you see these relationships where a girl will have like a million selfies, very active, no pictures of the boyfriend, you go on his account, sorry, and he's just got a couple of photos. It's very clear what the situation is. She's literally advertising herself. That to me says that she's not satisfied build me up from the ground up i'm a weak man and i want to get a girlfriend so where do i start so i would say the physical welcome to the ceo of you where we interview entrepreneurs go-getters and ultimately anyone that wants to improve their life and today we have another special guest we have a big guest matthew hyman traveled down all the way from newcastle how you feeling matthew how you feeling feeling good yeah uh -huh. ready for this been good. a long time coming this podcast hasn't it big so, yeah. I, I always see your content on tiktok and instagram and i was like yo sometimes man's dropping some facts but i know sometimes <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes sometimes in the comments <laughs> i'm seeing some controversial now one thing we spoke about a while back something massive where a news article quoted you as something as a tate one of you. Yeah. <laughs> How does that make you feel? And why do you think they've done that? Uh, with what was going on around with Tate, I think anybody in the male space, they literally just tagged him on and was like, this guy is a Tate disciple. That's what they call me, an Andrew Tate disciple. But go through all my videos. Have you ever heard me reference Tate once? No. I don't. I mean, he does some good stuff, some bad stuff. I don't dislike the guy. I like what he does. But I watch so much of his content that I was, I'm a bit like numb to it now. Um, I don't know if you guys had that that thing when you got became obsessed with somebody um, and then went off a bit. So I never really uh, was a big proponent of Tate. I never said go and follow Tate, but because I made male self-improvement content, they were like, oh, you must be a Tate disciple. When actually the guys that I'd referenced as my inspiration were like fitness YouTubers, a guy called Joe Delaney. You ever heard of him? Scouse YouTuber? Yeah. Nah. He st when I first came across him, when I was a, like 17, 16, it was techno, gym, and Tinder videos. And that to me was like, fucking hell, this is like, Tinder videos. that was like my like, Tinder videos, like how to's. And obviously I was like fucking vir literal virgin back then. So I was like, I need this game. Um, and then he was my like inspiration, if you want to call it that. But then got attached to Tate. I don't think if he'd been arrested, I would have had those articles written about me. It was mm. purely based on the fact that he had been arrested. And recently I had one of them taken down. I literally emailed them and they were like, yeah, we'll take it down. So that tells me that it was purely because it was relevant then. Um, I made the mistake of going through the official procedure with IPSO, the Independent Press Standards Organization, yeah. with the other one. And they, they agreed to make amendments to the Mirror article because there was the Mirror one and the Chronicle one. With the Mirror one, they've made the amendments, but they're refusing to do anything else. So I'm going to have to go down the route of... Legal action. Um, like the, the, there's, a th there's an act called the right to be forgotten. Because mm -hmm. like within that... They have the transcript. I've read the transcript. It's bullshit. Like the things they say in that, they've like taken a sentence from here and from there and like knitted it together and said no that I've said way. X, Y, and Z. Mm. Like I said, like family life they got wrong. My girlfriend's life got wrong. My life they got wrong. Like I said, literally the only thing they got right was that I trained six times a week, which right now isn't even true. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, 
it was a bit like, what the fuck? Because I, it was such a good interview. The, the, the guy who interviewed me was loving what I was saying. We were gelling. And then you wake up on the Sunday morning, it was like fucking Tate Disciple. And I was like, oh my God, my life's over. Um, <laughs> so it was a bit like, uh, and I was getting, I, I would get recognized occasionally in Newcastle on nights out and whatever. In the gym, I've been recognized. So I was, I was walking, looking over my shoulder, thinking somebody's going to fucking come for me here because... Like obviously at the time he's been he was an alleged uh, trafficker. So yeah, what yeah. so what so what were some of the things that were said in the news article that really stood out? It was the things that I was encouraging, saying like if you have Instagram, it's cheating. If you let your girlfriend go to the club, it, you're this and you're that. Which like I might have said certain things, but I didn't. I definitely didn't say all that. I mean, you can pull the article up now, and if you quote things, I'll tell you exactly what what I said in the interview. Cause I, I can remember. But it certainly wasn't. I mean, if you have quotes written the, down I there, there, I think there was one quote. What was it? The the daddy dynamic. No, nah, I think that was somewhere uh, that else. Was some recently yeah, that, that was recently that. That was a testimonial that I had recently. Testi- that. What was it? Men have a biological. What is it? Was it men have a biological imperative to sleep around. That that was one of the quotes. So that that was an indirect quote. So what I said was, every man is going to want to have multiple options. I don't remember the exact quote yeah. what I said, but I said like every guy, given the option, he'll have multiple girls. He'd probably still choose a wife, but if he could do on the side, he would definitely have multiple girls. We just choose to either suppress that or we stay like a bachelor, but yeah. not. The point that I was making was not every guy has the option to do that. And guys, basically, they settle for whatever comes their way. Because I've asked you to now, if you could have a wife and then, you know, you see little side pieces every so often, would you do it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm good with one. I'm good with one. I bullshit. I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> believe you. <laughs> this is for the cameras. <laughs> I think it's like, it's good if I'm watching this right I'm now. Good. That's why you're lying. That's why you're lying. I'm good with one. I'm good with one. No, like, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. very satisfied with my girl. Like, sh- the reason why I'm exclusive is, exclusive is because she's a wife and it's worth the their variety, which yeah. you know I can talk about. The pros and cons of, of having variety, it does mm-hmm. fuck you a bit when it comes to settling down. Mm. Um, there's a saying that you know you don't get it out your system, you get it in your system. The more girls you get with, the more you want it, it doesn't end. So that's why, you know, like if you look at marriage statistics, men and women, the more bodies you have, the more partners you have, the, the higher the chance of divorce, the, the less likely you'll bond to your partner, blah, blah, blah. So, it's mm. it's more evident in women, but for men as well, because I've you know had a past, it will fuck me up when it comes to bonding mm. to certain. Do parties. you feel like it's pushed you up? Obviously, with your current partner, um, do you feel like sometimes you may crave another woman when you see them? Or I think every man craves another woman. I, I think mm. to say that that's you, you don't. Bit, I know you've got a girlfriend, so I'm not going to pressure you into an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, that's a but like for you to deny that, that is literal. That's the way we're designed. That's yeah. so what does your nature. girlfriend think when obviously you say that? You do crave sometimes other women. Well, I don't say that because like, oh. why do I need to say it? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be like, like yeah, yeah. morning, babe, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, there's, there's just no need to say So how it. does your like girlfriend, how does your dynamic work with your girlfriend then? When obviously you put out all this content and obviously some people see it as contradiction, some people see it as good, and obviously she just plays her part. Because didn't she say in the article as well, she was like a follower? What was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was something else. She just follows you and everything you do. Oh, they were trying to make out like I was some fucking controller. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, babe, get in the kitchen, make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's not, I, I have a very like normal relationship. I just made it clear that the sort of partnership I want, like, I don't want some independent bad bitch, basically. I, I, because I've, I've had every spectrum of relationship. I've had the 50 50, I've had the, you know, the masculine girl. Well, I, I want a feminine, kind, nurturing woman. I think every man wants that. Yeah. It's more than fair to say that. And with, the goals that I have for my life, I business, I'm busy as fuck. I don't really see a space for a, a career-driven woman. You know, I'm not saying don't go for a career-driven woman, but will that fit into my life? Absolutely not. I would rather her be a, a mother and do the, you know, the nurturing side of things, which 
from day one, that's what she said she wanted. It's not like I'm, I'm being like, fucking quit your job. You, you're mm. going to become my housewife. Mm. It's like I, she wants to be a mother um, for, for a lot of reasons. And I find that attractive. But, you know, for me, even saying that, that's, that's controversial. Go back 50 years, that was the norm. That was the norm, yeah. I think um, there's nothing more respectful than, a, than a, a girl aspiring to be a mother. Like, but we're in this weird time now where yeah, women are like, yeah, careers and all Independency. City yeah. girls. City girls, yes. Well, you, you know, I've seen the videos about the carnival stuff and um, oh, yeah, yeah, the interviews. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah I, would, guys I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't allow my girl to go carnival. That's a bit of controlling, bro, isn't it? I was about to say, that's a bit controlling, <laughs> you know, I say it's a boundary. And, well, as, and as well, you exactly, said, yeah, I was about yeah, to go yeah. back to like what you exactly. were saying about marketing and then the sales. So well, obviously, that's, one, that's one important thing I've seen on TikTok, which you had, which had a lot of interest, which I, I do agree with. Obviously, the, the men are salesmen and obviously the women are marketers. Yes. Can you explain to the viewers what you mean by that a bit more? So basically, a, a woman's game is simply existing. You know, she doesn't have to go and chat some guys up. She can literally stand there and she will get hit on. That is her game. Whereas as a guy, unless you're like some six foot five, fucking, I don't know what. <laughs> Adonis. Adonis, yeah. Adonis. <laughs> yeah, then it's unlikely girls will actively approach you. Like I'm sure we've all had experiences where a girl has been keen. Is that the girl you'd wife? Probably not, you know, because they're probably just meh girls. But um, as a girl, um, you know, Put any girl in a in a any position, some guy's gonna come say something. So, by virtue of that, you have to understand that if she's advertising herself online, you know, Instagram, like whatever it is, guys are gonna indefinitely hit her up and, and DM her. Whereas I could put on a selfie of me looking fucking ripped in the best shit of my life. I'm not gonna get girls DMing me. Maybe, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. No. So with that, it's it's not the same. You know, if if I'm giving up approaching girls and you know running game, it's fair for her to stop advertising herself, and that's exactly what I say. But guys, you know, how many times do you see these relationships where a girl will have like a million selfies, very active, and you, no pictures of the boyfriend? You go on her account or his account, sorry, and he's just got a couple of photos. It's very clear what the situation is. She's literally advertising herself. That to me says that she's not satisfied because. Like, why would your girl want to put herself out there like that? It's, it's fair enough if she's removed all the guys on private. I mm. wouldn't give a fuck about that. But if she's on public, has all these men from her past, ex-boyfriends, and she's still posting you know, these photos, then why is she doing it? You have to question why. Interesting you said that because we saw you made a comment on Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. how their um, wife was posting just solo pictures of themselves. Twerking videos, twerking bro. Videos. It's, it's like those are, are what you would consider as high value men, you know, status, very, rich. Yeah. I mean, Messi's not that attractive, but uh, Ronaldo's very attractive. Um, obviously football. <laughs> so like you'd think that w w with, with, with who they are, they wouldn't even have to set a boundary because the girl would just realize my man is so high value. I will check my own behavior. But what do you see? No, they still, you know, act a certain way, which says you, you have to set boundaries regardless of who you are. That was the point of the video. Yeah. Um, because even even for you, even for me, if, if my girl posted a twerking video, that would be embarrassing for me. Yeah, that's wild mm. stuff. So, so for Ronaldo, so the guy's a billionaire. You don't want that. For the whole public. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to press you a little bit because you're in a relationship and I'm going to ask oh, you opinion. <laughs> you ain't ask you yeah, You know yeah. what? Go yeah. on, let's Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's your take on Instagram, you know? To be fair, my girl don't really post. She only posts, like, gym videos because she's into the gym. Yeah, but it, if, if she had loads of guys liking her stuff, if she was following loads of guys, would it bother you? Following loads of guys. If, I, she, if she didn't know the guys and it's kind of a situation where you're following them because they're good looking, it's kind of like, yo, that's a disrespect. But if it's a thing where, oh yeah, I knew him back in like school, 
Yeah, yeah the, well, that's we, the exception. Obviously, we, yeah, yeah. we follow each yeah, other. Yeah. It's not a one-way follow situation. Then yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Matthew? Um, to an extent, yeah. I I, I just say, if if he's not in your life and you don't know him personally, why keep him around? So I wouldn't disrespect my girl by keeping around girls from sixth form because when it comes down to it, like if girls from school, girls from sixth form, unless I knew them personally and I was friends with them. Why do I need to follow them really? Because yeah. I just don't need to. So what should be like the um, Instagram dynamic when it comes to relationships? Because as you said before, you do see a lot of people where they, maybe like the guy side, he won't have, he'll have his pictures of his girl. And on the girl side, you just see pictures of her, like she's living her best life and everything. <laughs> best life. Yeah. Best life, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she ain't got no man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think the best Instagram is no Instagram. It depends on, Okay. No it, it, it depends, like it's up to you because when you do deep it, like, wh why are you posting? If it's for your friends and family, put it in the group chat. We, we're doing it for validation. Even when I post a photo to my followers who are all male, when they like my photos, I'm like, yeah, it feels good. It's validation. Same with views, likes, follows. So when girls are doing it, it's, if it's, it's, it's validation. It is what it is. But if it's validation from friends and family, whatever, don't care. If it's validation because random guys or guys from the past are liking it, that's where it's a bit nah, it's a bit weird. Mm. So I, I'm not, I would never say my girl, fucking delete your Instagram. But it's more like, if you're gonna use it, I would expect you to be on private and not have a bunch of random guys on there, which is very reasonable. I'm glad you said that. So there's gonna be a lot of guys maybe not watching this in a relationship. Uh -huh. How would you get that, help them to get that message across to their partners in setting that boundary? It's difficult because say you're like one year into your relationship and she's a bit of a thought online huh? and, 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 and you know, you, you want to just set a boundary, <laughs> like for you to go from being a bit of a bitch to then, can I swear by the way? Yeah, 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 Let him know, Matthew, let him know, let him know. But for you to go from being a bit of a simp and letting whatever fly to then trying to set a boundary, it's, your behavior is no longer congruent. Why would she then take you seriously? So in those situations, it's like she already views you as a certain person. So. I think it is hard for her to change her behavior unless you are offering her something. So say you, you could give her a lifestyle, you know, you're showing her I'm ambitious, I'm driven. Then she might be like, yeah, fair enough. But if you're just your average Joe, what is she, is she going to give up all that validation and likes, attention from random guys for you? What is it you're offering? That's why I say how you start is how you finish. You have to go into a relationship being like, this is what I expect. This is what I want. And I'm, I would never set a boundary in like a, uh, if you do this, I'm going to finish it. It's always a playful way. I would say it. You know, I always joke about well, things. I mean, so there's a hidden truth in every joke. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. I don't think there's any benefit to being that really serious, controlling guy. I really don't think you're going to get anywhere. Like with, with 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 my girl, you know, in the start, I would I would drop jokes and just be like, oh well, you know, if you want to be girlfriend number two, then you know you can post what you want. But if you want to no. be taken seriously, <laughs> and I'm saying it in a way where it's obviously a joke, because really, if she's if she's keen, she will voluntarily give up certain things because when she's keen she wants to show you i'm invested in you i'm all for you so with the guys that are in that relationship to go back um you, you have to show her you have the, the ability to walk away the power to walk away is probably the most important thing you have in that relationship respect come become comes before love so you have to demonstrate you know if you're not gonna respect my boundaries yeah fine, whatever, I, but I will walk away for the sake of my own mental well-being. And when you walk away, if she doesn't then come back to you and say, you know, okay, fair enough, I will do this and this, then you know she was never going to do it in the first place. What if she sets boundaries on you? Same what if she goes, you can't, you can't go to the club because you're fine. going to cheat? Fine. What, why do I want to be in the club? Mm. Fair enough. What's, what's your thoughts on the club? Because I, for me, I've always felt if you have a girl, 
There's no need to go to the club. Exactly. Yeah, true, true. I, I've said to my... Because I think the clubs are so dating places. It general. literally is, man. It literally is. I've said to my girlfriend, the occasional night out or drinks, like once a month, because she's a student, whatever, I know you're going to want to go out with your friends, but she doesn't like drinking a club in any way, so I'm very, honestly, fortunate. Where I'm not, I didn't even have to set that boundary. It was already there. Um, but she said to her friends at uni, you know, if, if, if you're going to invite me out clubbing, then I'm going to bring Matthew because I think that's the respectful thing to do. And I was like, yeah, music to my ears. Yeah. I'm not going to come anyway, but if you want to go, then... <laughs> Thank you for asking me anyway, um, because I, I I went out for the first time in like since New Year's the other day. How and is it? Shit. <laughs> you, you, when you're single, it's fun because you're like on the scout for girls, whatever. Yeah. But, but um, when you when you're in a relationship, we we just stood in the smoking area chatting to this lad about housing and investing, because like I don't care about these random girls, you know what what they're gonna offer me, so. <clears throat> Drinks maybe, but like you say, I, I there is no really room to be there. It is boring because the, oh, the, the funnest the mm. funnest part about clubbing is the it's the chase. I'll be real. If I've ever gone to club with Mandem, for the girls, for girls, yeah. But this this, this is I, what I, I don't I don't get why some man try blends it. Like this is I'm, what I'm, I'm there for girls, bro. This is what I told you, man. And when you like invite me out, obviously not you. But I'm like, yo, there's no point in me even being there, bro. I there's think honestly no point. Uh, we, we'll do activities. We'll do pool, golf, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. You, it's a catch-up. But when girls say, oh, I'm going to catch up with the girls, you don't, you don't fucking speak to each other. Mm, you don't you catch up in the clubs. Do you fuck? So a bar, If anything, maybe, bro, you, you yeah. won't even be able to hear you girls. Because So I think that's a great advice you give. So obviously, when it comes to relationships, I know you've worked with a lot of clients. And obviously, what boundaries... Let's say... Your top three boundaries you recommend every guy should set in their relationships? Ooh, um, social media, obviously, is a really big one because it's just such a big thing these days. Mm. But with boundaries, it is up to you to decide your own boundary. My boundaries could be different to your boundaries. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it is up to you. I don't think there is one size fits all because some guys don't care, some guys do care. I've been very laid back with ex-partners do what you want, don't care, because it's, it's never been like I'm insecure about them cheating. It's, it's just been a respect thing. It, it wasn't until I got older where I was like, I can see it as being disrespectful, whereas when I was younger and had girlfriends and they were posting probably inappropriate photos, I actually didn't care because I was never worried about them cheating on me. I, I was like, well, I don't think you're going to do better than me without sounding too arrogant. Um, so I didn't care, but it's more of a respect thing because your partner's a, she's a representation of you. She's, she's like a, a, a mirror image of you. And if she's out there advertising herself, it is disrespectful, so other boundaries. It really just depends, mate. You'd have to give me some scenarios because mm. it's it's just a bit of a vague question. Like, there is just so much. Okay, so obviously in your relationship, I'm guessing you've got a few boundaries then, right? Yeah. So obviously what boundaries do you have in your relationship that make it a successful relationship? Social media, guy friends, in a group setting, maybe, but I don't know. It depends on the guy because I... We all know what guys are like. Give them an opportunity, they will go there. You know, there is no such thing as a male friend, I don't think. Usually because most male friends are orbiters where they're just waiting for that opportunity to get, you know, a pity shag or what, whatever it is they want from the it's girl. Yeah. And I'm calling them orbiters, you know. They literally are, bro. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, as a look at any... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> look at most dynamics where the guy's friends with the girl. If she was like, a bit of a fatty, not fit, they wouldn't be there. They're only there because they find her attractive. I can see the benefit of maybe she will introduce you to her friends, but even then, unless she finds you attractive, she's never going to speak positively of you. And if she finds you attractive, you've probably already been there. So in that situation, you wouldn't main, you wouldn't remain friends with a girl. You fucked if you had a girlfriend or, or whatever, would you? Mm -hmm. So so yeah. But um, other boundaries that I've set. 
I'm trying to think. Um, you put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me. You know, you you probably think I'm I'm this fucking tyrant who's constantly setting bound boundaries. Can't tyrant. do this. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it's not. It's it's pretty chill. Like I say, when when you are uh, a guy who's shown here, you know, I have ambition. I have something that I'm aiming towards. They will check their own behaviour because when they think you're a good guy, they're not going to f- want to fuck it up. Um, other boundaries. Um, it's been a weird one with her because she's like the best girl I've ever met. Um, mm, like bound, boundary wise, like we get on very well, obviously quite similar. So with exes, that's a different story. But with her, I've not really had to set that many boundaries. We've had a few conversations here and there uh, about like, okay, well, one of the recent things was, and, and she'll probably end up watching this, our friends will definitely. Um, she, she put like a story on of, of Chris Brown. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was like my 14-year-old self is dying. Now, I wasn't really triggered by it, but I don't really want my girl idolizing a, another man or a male celebrity. So I just said, oh, like in, in future, don't, don't do that. Mm. It's, it's a bit embarrassing for me. So, so a, lot of, a lot of girls do do that, where they're like, oh, if your man gave you the pass to sleep with... Do you get what I'm saying? Do, that's do, some do you feel like that's a, that's a red flag right there if the girl would do it? Well, yeah, because yeah, of course. Put, put, her, put, put her in them situations where Chris Brown gets somebody on stage. Do you think she's saying no for that for that five minutes of um, whatever the fuck he does on stage? Like, I've seen the, I've seen the videos of I've girls. Seen yeah. video. I've, I've heard of that girl who did break up with her man and everybody had mixed opinions yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you the, the, the guy broke up with her. Sorry, the guy broke up with her. This is one of the, the bitter pills you have to swallow about female nature. And unless she thinks you're all the best she can do and she's really bonded to you, put her in those situations where she's around a rap bear, a guy with some clout. Is she going to be faithful and respectful? Most of us, or most guys, will bank on the fact that she'll not be in them environments. Because, I don't know, <laughs> like, 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 imagine like a ticket day or a Fredo comes around and says, you know, come out with me. Is she saying no? And if she isn't saying no, then you have to be like, well, I'm not, obviously I'm not doing enough to keep this girl around. Because for me, if Ariana Grande says to me, you know, do you want to come for a night out? I'd be like, why the fuck would I want to come for a night out? I don't care. Mm. So that's the way I look at it. All right. You're pulling all kinds of faces, you. <laughs> no, no, because no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking my girl wouldn't do any of that shit. Yeah, well, good. That's how you know you have a good girl, basically. Yeah, yeah. So my question is now, build me up from the ground up, yeah? Yeah. I'm a weak man, and I want to get a girlfriend. I'd say it starts Where do with, I start? Have you heard of Lux Maxin before you came across that? Nope. On? Oh wow! Uh, so I would say the physical building yourself physically is is should be the foundation of every man. It's where most of my confidence came from. Mm-hmm. Session number one of my coaching program is is building is becoming the ultimate man. That's what I call it, and a lot of it got, is, we got that. Yeah, a, lot, yeah. a lot of it is is building these domains of competency is what I call it. So confidence comes from accomplishments, which then give you competency, which then gives you confidence, and it's like a positive feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So you know if you become very competent physically as well. You're then gonna look at yourself, go, yeah, I'm fucking sexy. I like who I am. I'm, I'm building something. I, I am competent. You're learning about nutrition, diet, blah blah. So with that, you build a very good baseline of confidence. And and plus, as a as a young man, I think we derive a lot of our confidence from the physical. Are we bigger? Are we stronger than the next the next guy? We want to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I look good. You know, I don't know about you two, but um, I feel com- most confident when I know I'm in good shape. I know I'm feeling good. Uh, my clothes are fitting me well. So that is the the step one because. If, if you're going into a relationship and you're not confident or comfortable in your own skin, you know, she's gonna she's gonna smell it on you a mile away. A lot of the confidence stuff is subconscious. You know, your I think your subconscious comes out of you without you even realizing in your body language, your speech. That is session number one. It's 
how to frame yourself, body language, speech. I'm, I'm a massive proponent of that. The tone of your voice, the, the way you talk, uh, all these different things. So with that, you do need that baseline level of, of confidence. Lux Maxon basically is becoming the most attractive version of yourself. I have that free ebook, which is like my um, lead magnet, mm. which I wrote a literal book. And it's basically the ways to maximize your attraction, regular haircut, the, the trims, a lean, lean body fat, you know, the leaner you are, the better your face looks. Mm. A lot of guys are, have no idea how attractive they can be, but they've never been lean. They don't know, they have a jawline, cheekbones, blah, 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 the eyes look nicer. Um, basic grooming, um, fashion, you know, you guys dress well, look good, so you, you probably understand that, but the difference between a good fit and a bad fit is you feeling confident, girls paying you attention. It's called peacocking. You know, if you walk into a club feeling... Feeling like that man. Feeling, feeling like man. There has been times I've walked into the... Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. look at this guy. Uh, 18, 17. <laughs> yeah, you walk man. around, kind of oh, give him the swagger. Fresh, <laughs> fresh yeah, to yeah. the strip, man. Fresh to the strip. Yeah. So the, the point of it is to do as many things as possible that are going to make you feel confident because it's pointless even trying to go on date naps, trying to attract women if you don't feel confident. And that's why I say to guys... Um, that's why I often PT in because most guys do need that that edge and I say there is no room to be an average man anymore. So how do you stand out? Everybody's pretty average. Get 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 in good shape. Yeah. So if, if you're if you're in good shape, you're already in the top twenty percent of men because I know if you go like for me, I train a lot. When I'm in the gym, I look around. A lot of guys in good shape. That might feel like the norm to me, but walk around any shopping centre, supermarket. The average guy isn't doing that much for himself. He's not in that. He might get a haircut and make dress well, but <laughs> when he takes his top off, he's got some titties and love handles. Like the girls, girls don't want that shit. So that's <laughs> <laughs> it. Titties and love handles. This. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then what was the question? Sorry, I went off the tangent there. Build me up from the ground. Build up, yeah. you up. So um, what's the next step after that? I know it's like um, is it like a twelve week program? It's a 10-week program. 10-week program. So what's the next step after the first week? After that is, is I call it dissecting the female desire. Now, this is mm. understanding the fundamentals of female desire because mm. we've, we've been conditioned to think that there is, you know, male and female were the same bullshit. Obviously, there is biological differences. I'm sure you've experienced with your partner. Have you had a girlfriend in the past? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what she says she wants probably isn't what she wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I go hella confusing. Yes, yeah, the, yeah. It, this is part of the shit testing that I mentioned and, you know, the worst thing you can do as a man is run to your girlfriend or, or, or go to her, you know. How do you want me to behave? How do you want me to act? She will, like, she'll think you're a bitch, basically, because she wants you to just get it without being told. Um, and female nature is... What's that saying they say? If he would... Is I don't know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're trying to say. Um, what, if, they like, if they liked you, they would or something. It's, it's, yeah, something so, like that. Something like that. It, but, yeah, but she wants you to just get it and understand things. I would never ask my girlfriend, you know, what do you want from me as a man? It's just a bit bitchy, isn't it? A bit silly. I, I, I didn't know people asked that. What? Well, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never asked that. Person, <laughs> you know, but I but, no, but it would come from an insecure question where they would probably, you know, a guy might probe his girlfriend and be like, oh, what, what, what sort of guys have you gone for? Do you find this guy attractive? Uh, they're not obviously going to go to the girlfriend and be like, how do you want me to act? But they're going to frame it in a way where mm -hmm. they are probing you know, and what it, kind of guys has she been with? What is her type? And it's coming from a place of insecurity, obviously. So, yeah. Do you think it's insecure? Somebody asks what type of guys? Not on the first date. No, not on the first date. No, 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 but no. as you go on and vet her, you feel like... But if I was asking my girlfriend, oh, you know, am I your type? And I'm, and I'm asking her these sorts of questions. It, it does sound very insecure. It's like I'm mm. trying to fit into her type when really, like, if, if you are, you are. If not, you're not. Um, so yeah, and then, I mean, I can pull the program up now and explain it week by week, but basically it's it's like a linear progression where I'm giving you the, the confidence and then the understanding of female nature, male nature, what they want, what they don't want on a basic level, 
week three is rewiring your brain, you know, how to stop yourself from getting friend zoned. Because I, I say this a lot, a girl will never friend zone you, you will only friend zone yourself through your lack of action, through your lack of being able to telegraph. I, I find you attractive. Uh, guys try and play the long game, they'll, they'll think I'll become your friend first and then she'll find me hot. But thing is, once you've crossed that boundary or you've crossed the, the line and became her friend, it's hard for her to then view you as that, like the, the guy she wants to be with. I think it's like once she friends on you, that is it. It's not like guys where if I'm if I was friends with a girl, you'd probably still get with her at some point. Whereas for a girl, have you ever had a girl who's had male friends and you've said, Oh, he probably wants to sleep with you? And she went, No, he would never sleep with me. We're like brother and sister, but you know, as a guy, he probably would if, if she gave mm. him the option. Girls literally are blind to this sometimes when they don't realize that a girl finds them um, attractive and there was a, a study done where they found that um, I, f I forgot what it was a very high percentage of the time men misinterpret women and think they're interested which is why you get guys being a bit creepy thinking yeah. oh a girl looks at me oh she must fancy me when isn't the case and then girls do the opposite girls will underestimate a guy's interest in them like okay. pretty much every every time so um, yeah that's where some confusion is and then Week four is like Instagram, um, texting games, set up date profiles, mm. have clients. That's, so that's, that's an interesting one. What sort of things? Because I've heard like in some TikToks where some people say men shouldn't be using emojis or anything when texting girls. or I, like, I, even, I, even down to emojis, even down to the way you phrase your sentences. Yeah. Oh, how, how, how deep is that? Is that no how deep emojis. It, it depends. It's, it's Damn, a bit, it's no a, laughing faces. Yo, no, you got to be cackling right now. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it, it just depends because I, I think it is qu quite feminine to be like very expressive over texting. Okay. Like if she's if she's not using emojis, then you're using a bunch of emojis. You're gonna seem like the more feminine guy. Okay, I get, I get it in that one. I get yeah, it in yeah. that one. Yeah. I'm not saying like you know can never eyes emojis, but it's not like I'm putting like twelve laughing faces, crying faces. You know, like this emoji. Yeah. No shit. The monkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Oi, do, listen, do, 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 do you know what I mean now? Yeah. I had a football coach that used to use that. Like, oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's yeah, and I've had, I've had clients do that, and I've just I've just said um, I don't want to be disrespectful, mate, but for it will benefit you more. You'll get more results if you don't text how a girl would text. I, I have said this in videos where I've said guys try and match her energy, thinking that's what will get him what he wants, but it's like. You have to understand attraction is polarity. It's the masculine and the feminine. If you try and match your energy, you're creating this like neutral dynamic. You're not going to be able to uh, find her. Mm. She won't find you attractive. This is why those toxic relationships are so intense and like fiery because you're putting her in a position where she's very feminine. You're very masculine, assertive, dominant. That's how. Yeah, that's why they're so addictive because, yeah, because of the polarity. So, texting game, dating app game. I have them go out and get photos taken if you don't have any already i recommend like an actual professional photographer find some like student who's a photographer student pay them get some decent photos because once you've got a decent few photos so what sort of photos are you thinking as a guy like more like masculine stoic uh, if you saw the photos that i posted recently from a holiday where i'm like in motion taking a drink you know i'm looking out okay like, a bit more like candid because it's not like you can't have smiley photos, but if every, every photo just you're like looking really smiley and nice guy, girls aren't really going to find that as attractive. The, the the more serious will always come across more attractive. That's why girls are into like fucking, I don't know drug dealers and, and, and whatever men, waste men basically because <laughs> they've got a bit of an edge. They're they're, they're a bit dangerous. Blah blah blah. It's attractive to women. Um, we still have those like biological imperatives that we find attractive. Girls want to know you can take care of them. So by being a really smiley, nice guy all the time, your thumbs up, it's just a bit, yeah, a bit wet. So hear me out. What do women actually want? A lot of things. Uh, do you mean in a partner, in a one-time thing? 
in a partner? They want a guy who isn't focused on her. Now, there's a really good book, which I recommend any guy to read, called The Way of a Superior Man. I need to read that. Um, it's, f- it's fucking amazing. It's, it was written written 20 years ago, but it's like a, a dating... It's, it's, it is basically a dating book. It talks about like sex, polarity, masculine, feminine, a lot of the reasons why relationships break down, why she'll eventually you know, be turned off by you, blah, blah. And <clears throat> women essentially want a man who is like masculine, driven, assertive, focused... Whatever they may tell you, you know, my girl will try and pull me away from work. She'll she'll try and ha- get me to spend more time with her, but that's the last thing you want to do. You want to show her you have the strength to, you know, do your work because she wants a guy who can again think for himself. He has a vision of where he's going because that's what she wants. That's why you'll get girls go for these waste men who have nothing going for them, no money, but they have they're delusionally confident in their their vision of where they want their life to go, and she buys into it because if you believe it, she she'll believe it. That's what they want. That's why. They, say, they often say, I, I don't care about the money, but I want the ambition. They want to see that you, you know, you focus on something more important than them. I think the biggest turnoff for a woman is when you make them the center of your universe. They don't want to be that because it's like, if, if she's the center of your universe, what the fuck else do, do you do in your spare time? And, and obviously, the, the more you invest in her, I think the more it will turn her off. What do you think about just the average guy? He's got a nine to five, texting his girl on his break, weekends just spent with her. All he does, just the average nine to five office job. Well, this is the trap, and this is where you get that neutralization of of the um, the relationship. Where have you two had long term relationships? I'm in one, two years. Two years, okay. So, know, you, yeah. so, so maybe, yeah, maybe you can relate to this. Where the the more you sp- the more time you spend with each other, the more familiarity that you create, the less the attraction, um, or the more the attraction goes down because you almost become friends, and you end up in this. Like friend, friendly thing where you occasionally have sex and it's like a really friendly <laughs> vibe. Basically, that's what it is, um, and that's because you're too familiar. There's a reason why she finds the mysterious guy at the club or wherever hot. She doesn't know him. He's a dark horse. She doesn't know his routine. Whereas if she knows you inside and out, everything you do, it's just a bit boring. It becomes a bit like incest, where you're like your fucking brother or a dad. It's like it's not really what's going to create attraction. What creates the most attraction is that fucking toxic waste man who. He only pops up to her twice a week when he wants to fuck, and then he disappears for another week, and then comes back. It's like the it's the ups and downs. They want the emotional roller coaster, and you know that's another thing that girls want. They do want you, you have to give them a full range of emotions. You can't just give them happy and horny. It has to be happy, sad, angry, pissed <laughs> off. Like, and I'm not saying go out there with the intention of like pissing her off, but I say through setting strong boundaries, that will rock the boat. Again, you have to be afraid to walk away. Not afraid. To, sorry, not afraid to walk away. Mm-hmm. Not afraid to rock the boat, but because by showing that you're demonstrating your value as a man, blah blah. blah. I mean, yeah, I've got a million things I can say. If I go off on tangent, just stop me because I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does it work if you live together? This is one of the worst things you can do. Honestly, I have lived with I partners. Think, I think you made a previous rule on this. If you live together with your partner, it's not impossible to live with them, but you have to be a guy who's so driven and focused on his own shit that you actually don't spend much time with her. Because I've lived with partners in the past. Like I say, that you go from having the masculine, feminine, the polarity. You know, things are going well. If you live with them, it very quickly becomes that friendly vibe where it's like a mate you live with. And like I say, you just occasionally have sex, but the sex becomes like a tick box activity where you're not doing it because you just want to rip their clothes off. It's because like, oh, well, I know this is my job as a man. You know, I I feel like I have to fulfill this function. And like I say, if you're going to live with a partner, it has to be a case of you two are doing your own thing. You're not sat in the same room all day. 
uh, my girl lived with me for two weeks while she was waiting for a new student house to, to start. And I made a point of like sitting in the office all day, only seeing her on an evening, spending time with her because uh, again, she needs to see that you are more driven and focus on something bigger than her because guys will fall into that trap of, oh, I'll give her all my time and attention, but then what happens? Comfort. She gets bored, yeah. Right. Did, did she bring you any food? To your office? Yeah, she did. Of okay, she I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just cut her off for the whole day. No, no, no so, so, yeah, she'd come in every so often. And I, I, I text her saying, like, oh, would you bring me some food, please? Uh, so, I, so I can stay in the flow of work. And yeah, she's a good girl. She wants to. That's another thing. Like, guys will be afraid to make her an asset. You know, she, if she loves you, she wants to do things for you. Women are maternal by nature. So when they're feminine, they'll want to cook for the man. They'll want to do things. They'll, 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 they'll happily run off and do things. Now, I'm not saying, like, fucking lock her in the kitchen, obviously. But, like, if, if you give her, if you show her that you're a man who's a vision, she wants to support you. She wants to lift you up and do what she can't help you. What can she do to help me? Make my life easier by doing the things that I don't have time to do. Cooking, make my bed, bring me a fucking coffee. Like, it's just that simple. What do you think about, <coughs> what if she's masculine and doesn't have them feminine traits? I'd say it's your fault as a man. You fucked up somewhere, mate. Mm, yeah. You want to say leave that alone? I was going to say. Well, yeah. possibly. I mean, if you're asking me how do you resolve that, then probably not. But if you're asking me, you know, you meet her and she's masculine. I've been on dates with really masculine, hyper-independent women. What are some of the traits of a masculine woman that you see? Combative, disagreeable. You say black. They say white. They challenge you. They they are almost, it's like a fucking interview. They're just question, question, question. Why are you good enough? Why should I give you my time? And it's your job to be almost so laid back and aloof that you're like, I don't give a fuck about what you ask me. Like, I'm just here to have fun and... Um, I've been on those, those dates and I've literally said like we're here to have fun this is not a fucking interview so do you want to cut the uh, the tough man act and we'll actually like have a good time here and then you can switch them into that feminine but th as the the way of the <coughs> superior man says they want to feel your strength and if you show them I'm not a bitch boy they will become feminine it's that simple but if you're a guy in that relationship where you know you've, you've realised fuck my girl's masculine I became a bit more feminine she leads I follow Damn. <laughs> I feel like for the man who always very say common like, that, when very they common. say um, my girl very wears the pants, I think that's a bit... Very much, common. Yeah. Very common, mate. Yeah, for girls to wear pants in relationships, I, I, I think that's very common. Yeah, no, guys, guys yeah. become complacent every single time. If you have regular sex and, you know, fuck a bit of Netflix, you will literally throw away any dreams and ambition you have. I've seen it happen first hand. <laughs> Some man that, that, seen it happen first that, that, That's why, like, there's pros and cons of being in a relationship. For me, having one girl, I'm way more focused because if I'm single, I'm, like, I'm too active, it's too distracting. Um, so she helps me, but I also make it clear that I can only see you so many times a week. I'd love to see her every day. I'd love to live with her, but I know as a man that I will become complacent. I'll become soft. That feminine energy will rub off on you. You will become less ruthless and if you want to make it like you two are starting a business or you have a business mm -hmm. you want to you want to go far you, you have to be ruthless i'll be real because obviously since we started this and i broke up my previous pastor i ain't even got time to be out there doing everything because when you're trying to do run the business doing the work Todd, it's, yeah. it's, it's very difficult this is what i said to uh, my girlfriend i said the only reason I'm, I'm doing this and we're making it work is because like you are that that one percent that is making my life easier a, a good question for guys to ask themselves, does she add stress to your life or does she remove it? If she adds it, probably time to get rid of her. I've finished multiple girls in the past because they were making my life difficult. When I first started creating content, I finished this like older girl where it was just draining so much of my time. I was working a night to five. My evenings were spent gym, making content. I didn't have time to spend an hour resolving some petty little fucking argument. Sacked it off, 
went up to 50k followers on TikTok. My next girlfriend did the same thing, went up to 150k. Um, so, <laughs> every girlfriend's a mile Li- Literally, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I yeah. upgraded my followers. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, that just tells me that sometimes you get a bit lost in the mode and you're a bit like, um, yeah, you get, you, get, you get dug in, set in your ways, stuck in your routines, and you, and you forget like what the bigger picture is. So, um, if you come across a masculine girl, d- depending on how far in, far in you are, you probably will want to just cut things off, cut your losses. So, obviously, you said, obviously, as you mentioned before, you've dated before, so many other women, and obviously you found someone who's special. What are some of the traits she has that the others don't have? And what are some of the traits the others have which you completely okay. want to avoid? I'll, I'll try not to gas her up too much because... Okay. <laughs> we, we, yeah, start watching this. Um, basically, just her vibe. You know, I, to put it in perspective, I'd, I'd, I'd met at, at least around 100 girls on date naps, and she was the first girl from date naps. Um, I've met girls in person as well, obviously. Mm. First girl where I thought, fuck me, like, you just gave me wife energy, like wife vibes, and... Um, when I when I met her, it was just a bit like, what the fuck? These girls actually exist. Like she was um, like religious, family orientated. Wants the family, wants the children. So when I met her, I was like, Jesus, like this shit does exist. Um, and it just gave me a different perspective. It made me think about things a bit differently. Um, obviously, you still have to work on things. No, no girl is perfect. I do say that no girl will ever come to you as this pre-made perfect partner. You will shape each other to to an extent with through boundaries, blah blah blah, which we've definitely done. Um, but yeah, it was just the kind, nurturing, feminine, not not challenging me. But of course, that comes from her viewing me as a certain man as well, like the respect thing again. Compared to other girls, hard work, disagreeable. Like I say, they challenge you for no reason. And they're, they're not as you know cutesy and girly, which is most men want that. They want to lead. They want to feel like the man. Um, which yeah, she, she did that. But again, I think in the past, if I'd been who I am now, it would have been less combative, less disagreeable. I've said, I said, say this to clients, that the reason why my life is easy with her now is because I make such an effort to stay on my grind, stay driven, stay on my purpose, blah, blah, blah. Um, I put myself first. I, I, I don't sack up the gym for fucking cuddle. Because by doing that, she then can look up to you. You know, your, your woman has to, or your partner has to look up to you as like, this guy's doing something. So, yeah. Perfect. So what about the girls you want to avoid? Because as you know, a lot of guys go out, see a girl, see the looks, and think, yeah, she's great. Get in the relationship. Yeah, this is great. I'm getting sex and everything. But really and truly, there's parts of the relationship that are falling apart they don't really see. Uh, if she's acting on Instagram, mm. like she, she, the thing is with that, like some girls might give it up for you, but I said this in one of my videos, if she's on the dopamine carousel, it's very hard to give it up. What's that? So, do you know what dopamine is? I know dopamine. Yeah, What's a yeah, dopamine yeah. carousel? So, it's just a, word, a, a name I gave it. So, imagine you're, you're in the cycle of getting, like, dopamine validation. You're, like, you're hooked on the likes, okay. the followers, uh, the attention you're getting. It feels good, mate. Like, if, when I have a video go viral, I'm sat there refreshing it, going, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's human nature. You can't avoid some things. So, you, with that, if you're, like, you said, the average Joe, you have to think, would she give up the this for me? And if the answer is no, then obviously move on. Or just, you know, have something casual, whatever it is you want to have out of it. I would say um, masculine, the way she dresses, you know, there, there are physical red flags you can look for in girls and lots of tattoos, fucking neon colored hair. How many neon colored hairs have you met that don't have daddy issues? I mean, I wouldn't have thought, <laughs> like, all I don't know is I wouldn't have fucked with the blue colored girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Piercings. Um, what colored, kind of piercings are we talking? Like, you know, these horrible lip ones, eyebrow ones. I thought, ones. I thought like, tattoos is attractive. 
on his own. Cute ones, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, not one they're covered in them. I, Are you I, talking like sleeves? Yeah, like, but I, I see it as a sign of trauma because you got to think like uh, historically men have always been in brotherhoods, been in tribes. We've, we've always tattooed things on us as a sign of like masculinity. That's why like scars are seen as attractive in men. Whereas for a girl, a lot of their value is, well, part of the value is in their beauty. So for them to then possibly ruin their, their value by covering themselves in all of shitty, tacky tattoos, mm. to me that screams trauma. It's like self-harm. That's, that's literally how I see it as. Same with all these girls that have all this piercing. I see you shaking your head there. My girl ain't got no tattoos. I literally see it as like, and, I, and I, I'm not just bullshitting. Like I've, I've had the experience to say this. Every girl that has had like daddy issues or like trauma, and I'm not saying this is their fault. I'm not blaming them, but it manifests itself physically through the things they do to themselves, whether it's like literally self-harming themselves or tattoos or piercings or fucking dyeing their hair till it's fallen out and bleaching it. Like it's it's literal self-harm. Whereas the very feminine, um, well-natured girl, she wears like the, the nice, not revealing clothes. She's very kind and well-mannered. She doesn't want to get tattoos. She might have some like little studs in. Things like that, she does her hair in a nice way. It's it's like wife. You, you'll know what I mean. You look at a girl and go, wow, you're, know you're you wife mean. material. Whereas mm. you don't look at the emo and go, in fishnets, going, can't wait to bring you home to my mom and dad. It just doesn't happen. Man said the emo. Why <laughs> wow, did the emo get a drawer out? <laughs> <laughs> but talk to me about the daddy dynamic. So, so that, that was something that I, um, I start, I, I, I came across it. Um, it wasn't named that, but it, it kind of made me think I've been doing this for a while. So I say in relationships, there's very clear dynamics which should exist. So 80% of the time, you're in this like playful uh, dynamic. Like, do you have sisters, the two of you? Yeah. 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 So with your sisters, depending on the age, you'll like, you'll, you'll tease them, you'll push them around, you'll, you'll joke on. I say that should be like your default mode with your girlfriend. You know, okay. like you're teasing, you're having fun because within that, like that is how you would escalate. You know, if you're on a date with a girl or with your girlfriend, how does it start? You start by laughing, talk, poking them, and then obviously f things get to whatever. And then that 20% of the time, when you, yeah, that 20% of the time you become almost the dad because who, if they've got a good relationship with their dad, who is the, the best man in their life? It is their dad, who they respect the most. If they have a dad, yeah. If they have a dad, yeah, which is rare these days. Uh, it is their dad, so, that's why I say, you know, you need to be seen as the authority she respects. Like, there's a reason why the daddy kink is so big because she wants to be told what to do. She wants a guy who's like, these are my boundaries. Like, you do this, you do that. And now, again, I'm not saying don't give her an option, but there's a playful aspect to it. Like, I'm sure you, you both will relate. Um, you have to be careful what you say these days because if, if I was to say I tell my girlfriend what to do, I'd be seen as controlling. When really she comes to me looking for me to tell me, tell her what to do, she'll be intentionally cheeky because she wants me to say, like, uh, you know, who do you think you're talking to? But I'll say it in a, I'll smirk and, and say it in a playful way mm. and you bring her in, give her a kiss. Like, so that 20% 20 of the time when, you know, you need to set a boundary, you need to be assertive, you need to lead, like, come on, baby, we're going over here. You, whatever it is, that's when you switch into this, like, dad mode. And the reason why I called it that is because it makes it easier to think about what sort of frame of mind do I need to be in? So I'm, I'm either being the playful, teasing, like the brother, or I'm being like the, the assertive, come on baby, we're going here, do this, don't do that. I'll pick you up this time, be ready for this time, wear this, don't wear that. And guys, I think these days especially, are afraid to be that guy, when really, if you aren't afraid to be that guy, she will never love you more. There's a reason why, like I say, the toxic guy is the most attractive, because he is unafraid to be like, you're not doing that, you're not going here, you're not doing that. And it, yeah, it's a shame because, you know, look at your parents, if they have a good relationship, look at your grandparents, 
she literally wants to be told what to do whilst considering what she wants. I'm not saying be a fucking tyrant, like I say, mm -hmm. but you know, if you love your girlfriend, you'll have her best interest in mind. When I tell my girlfriend, I, I, I don't really want you going to this festival, I don't really want you doing this. It's, I have her best interest in mind. She doesn't really want fucking a queue of guys lining up to talk to her. Like my girlfriend's fit, she's gonna have guys approach her. I don't want that, she doesn't want that. So it's in her best interest for me to say, look, I, you shouldn't be going there really, should you? So, yeah. All right, so is there any psychological tricks that you can use to make a female more attractive to you? Yeah, definitely. Mm. With the, the body language, the tone of your voice, the, mm. this, this is what I teach in session one. Can we get an example? Exactly. Sure, we're not sure. going too much into yeah, well, I, the horse online. We've what got kind of tone of voice yeah. are we talking? Lower Tonality. tone. Like. Well, how you it, doing, it depends baby? on the context. You know, I can give you... <laughs> I said, how you doing, baby? How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, and... With you guys, uh, like you seem like you have some level of game. Like you've had girls, obviously you you know what you're doing to an extent. Yeah, my wrist is all right. Yeah, your wrist is all right. Yeah, I lost that recently. Yeah, <laughs> you lost yeah, your yeah. I lost my wrist. Yeah, I'm so just focused on my books. Yeah. Good man. Uh, but it will come back, mate. You know, you you, you, will, you, 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 you will come back. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't lose that. Book a free call and you'll um, yeah. you'll get the answer <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, a lot, like a lot of the things that we do. If you have some level of game, you'll do it without even realizing. It'll be a subconscious thing. So when you're talking to a girl, you know, you're you're you're, you're laid back, you're confrontational, you're doing that little smirk, you're doing that fucking like smize, whatever you call it, with your eyes. Um, you, you speak slower, you know, you put on a deeper voice. Yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. Where, where are you from again? And it's like these little things that you won't even realize that you do. Where, um, obviously, it will. It seems a bit more sexual. You know, if I'm talking to a girl, I don't sit. I don't sit forward and go, hi, nice to meet you. What's, what, 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 what's your name? <laughs> wow, you're really attractive. It's just proper like friend vibes. Whereas if you sat back going, yeah, nice to meet you, or however it is you want to say it, then it has a much greater effect. Um, and the Tony voice, basically with, with, with girls, you want to just slow everything down because you've got to think like most girls are going to be smaller than you. The goal is to reduce her anxiety, to get her in that like playful state. If she's anxious because she thinks you're a fucking serial killer, she's not going to chill. <laughs> so you have to you have to almost show her that you're you're interested, but you're not interested. Which is why little things like if I, when I go on dates or I've been on dates in the past, I'll never sit opposite her. It's like a fucking interview. It's like the the easiest way to you never what sir. I'll never sit opposite her on the date. Okay. I'll always find a reason to sit next to her. I'll be like, sorry, I can't hear. I'm going to come sit next to you because. When you're like this, mate, it is, obviously I'm not trying to fuck you so it's not as confrontational. Yeah. But um, with a girl, <laughs> it's very much an interview dynamic and, it, and it's like it literally triggers PTSD because it's just too intense and uh -huh. you're probably going to be bigger than the girl, stronger than the girl. So with that, you don't want to intimidate her. So I've always found that if she's like here, for example, you can be like, I, I, I'll keep my voice close to this, you'll be like a bit intense, you'll look at her, give her the intense eye contact, and then you'll remove your interest, look around so you're not seeming too needy, too invested, and you'll come back to her. And whilst you're doing that, you can be arm around the shoulder, touching her lap, escalating th through physical touch. Whereas when she's over here, I, I can't touch you, I can't physically escalate, I can barely, barely fucking hear you in a bar. So that's why it's hard, that's why I say for first dates, don't do meals, blah, blah, blah. So a lot, okay, that's an interesting one. A lot of it is in the subtleties, like I say, you know, the easiest way to have a bit of game is to literally slow yourself down, play around with your tone of voice, have that. You'll, you'll naturally put on a, beat, a, a bit of a deeper tone of voice around a woman. That's yeah. like one of those um, things that men just do, just like a, a cue for a woman. If she's attracted to you, her pupils will dilate, her, she'll flick her hair back, exposing her neck. It's like a biological thing. She's making herself vulnerable. Come talk to me, come make a move. Lots of these little things. 
Um, so how about when it comes to, so I want to know about texting then. How do you obviously help your clients when it comes to texting? Because I know some guys can over text, some people yes. under text, and some people, as you said, try and match the energy. How would, how would you yourself obviously text? If you was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the biggest thing is is not trying to qualify yourself to her, and this this is where the shit tests come in, because women with the amount of options they have, we all know they've got hundred guys in the DMs minimum. They all know. Like, have you seen a girl's Tinder before? Even an average looking girl. How? Mm. So th- there was a girl that I, I seen had a video on Tinder about how like even the sixty percent of not the best looking girls get the majority of the guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I know some of the stats, so I can explain that. Uh, but have you two used dating apps in the past? Never. Never. I did for a YouTube video. Tried it once, deleted it after. What was the reason for that? Yeah, I was like, I'm too good to be on Tinder. Man, like, yo, Myra's ain't for Tinder. Myra's is direct marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 online marketing. Well, dating apps are or can be difficult. It's one of those things where if you have good photos, it'll be very easy for you. Mm. But if you have shit photos, you're never going to get the caliber of woman you want. And generally, say you're an 8 out of 10 lad, even with very good photos, you're probably not going to attract the, the woman that you would want. So sometimes you will find it hard to find the quality, which is why I said, you know, with my girl, she, she and, and I'm not um, dissing her by saying this, she says this, she's not very photogenic. So I think because of that, when I, when I saw her on dating apps, I, I didn't think much of her. I thought, oh, yeah, she's pretty, blah, blah. Did you meet her through a dating app? Yeah, I met her through Bumble, which is oh, what is really surprising because... I didn't expect to, f- I've met girlfriends on, on dating apps, I met girlfriends in person. I didn't expect to meet like a wife, wife really, as I got older on dating apps, but it just happened. I say dating apps should be something that you supplement your dating life with because like you now, do you have the time to go and cold approach, sit in clubs and bars? Nah. No, you, no, you don't, which is why dating apps do come in. So Would you yeah. actually recommend dating apps to people? Yeah, of course I would. Okay, yeah, we, we live in a digital world, why, why, why wouldn't you? It's the same as Instagram. Instagram is a. I, I, I know Instagram is a date, basically a dating app. Yeah. It depends on your use as well. Exactly. So I have clients, um, we redo their Instagram for that reason. It's just another tool to, to use, basically. basically. But, but yeah. dating apps, it's like you don't have any control. Well, you do. With, with Tinder, like you can look as good as you want. She might accidentally swipe no. And now you've lost her, whereas in person, you could just went up to her, she ain't feeling you, she ain't feeling you. But at least you had the chance to approach her directly. No, numbers game, at the end of the day, mate, like I said, that's sales is the numbers game. Yeah, that, that's numbers why I say game. it's to supplement your dating life. So with the text and stuff, to go back to that, you should try and make her qualify to you because you need to be the guy who isn't being like, hey, you're beautiful. Hmm. You need to stand out somehow. So g- girls will, you know, you, they'll test you, they'll challenge you. They'll say like, is this guy you know, confident? Can he think for himself? And they'll sit and they'll say things like, "Oh, why should I go on a date with you? Why should I give you my time? Um, why are you good enough?" Blah blah blah. She's trying to make you jump through hoops and hurdles, qualify yourself to her. The goal is to flip things around and be like, you know, an example I might give you is, oh, if I can find some free time, or if you're lucky, I might give you a date. The, the idea is that you're demonstrating your value as a man. You know, you're not explaining it. You're not having to say, "I earn X amount of money. I do this." You're like demonstrating, "I'm so busy. I'm so high value that if I had the free time, I might give you some some free time," because that that's how you would move anyway. If you're a busy guy, it will be a case of that, but most guys don't have that frame of mind. They are average, so that's where the abundance mindset comes in, and you you can you know pretend that I'm busier than what I am because nobody wants a thirsty, needy guy. You're never going to get a date. So. so obviously, as you mentioned, we're in a digital, sorry. we are in a digital world. So what kind of dating apps do you recommend to your clients then? Because I, I hear like Tinder's just for the just for a quick shag. Other apps are more professional. Someone from my workplace actually met their partner 
through Bumble. And someone we had on the podcast also met their partner through Hinge. Hinge. All my friends have met their partners through dating apps. It's, it's okay. So it's, it's, it's an actual thing, the dating app. Sorry, you're talking to someone who has no clue about dating apps. Well, picture the average person. Um, you're obviously, you two obviously have a level of confidence. You know, you take pride in yourself. You do this business that takes balls. Do you think the average guy feels confident enough in himself to cold approach or rely just on that? No. That's not a good point. No. So that's why they will hide behind the screen and text girls. But I would recommend Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. They're the main ones. Hinge is the the more serious one, I would say, where I always found those higher quality girls in there where you'd find something. They're actually looking for dates. Tinder, like you say, is one. It's a bit like Instagram. You just, you just swipe in all day. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. For a lot of girls, it is validation. I'd say more people are on Tinder. Um, so that's why I say get all three. Bumble's a bit of a weird one because on Bumble, the girl has to message you first. So it's a bit of an interesting one. Oh, which is you, why. Did you meet your partner through Bumble? That's what I mean. That's why I was surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's why Bumble. When a lot more guys go on Bumble then? Because I know some of the lot guys too afraid to go and message. Yeah, the, the quality of girls in general is pretty poor on Bumble. <laughs> oh, I, that, that's, that's why when I'm. It's, it's usually the girls who have to message guys first to, to get somebody. That's why when I met my girl on there, I was very surprised. I would never. Expect I met I met like three girls from Bumble over a couple of years period. Whereas from Tinder and Hinge it was a lot more. So I, I never expected to meet her from that. That's why it very much took me by surprise when I when I did meet her. Okay. All right. So do you know who Alex Hamosi is? Of course. Yeah. I, I, I've just got his um, hundred million generator. Yeah. Yeah. So so have you heard the story of how he met Layla Hamosi? No. Mm, she's yeah, masculine as fuck. I know that. She's masculine Mary. as fuck. So yeah, yeah. pretty much their story was. Well, her story was she would swipe on Tinder, whatever dating app on her, on her lunch break. Swipe, 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 and organize dates, like three, four dates in a day. It's what girls do, mate. I have heard this. Go on a date, lunch, go on a date for dinner, maybe breakfast or whatever. That's and a then bit mad. Keep, That's common, man. keep doing that until she found the one. Then she found Alex. What do you think about that? that a good tactic or is that yeah if you kind of if you have the free time because he, he said it's a numbers game in it if you have the numbers. game like my um well, my, 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 my girlfriend mentioned that she said she was gonna if she after me she had arranged a few dates in one day before but my idea of a date is different i had a different objective with most dates than to what a lot of people might have i would never do well i've done it before but i would never do like coffee dates or lunch dates or walk dates because the goal for me of a date is to escalate and to show her I'm like sexually interested. I want something. If I'm going for a walk in the park, what's the chances of me being able to like convey that I'm sexually interested? I'm not going to be fucking copping a feel in a park, am I? Whereas when, when you've had a few drinks, when you loosened up or an, it's an evening thing in general, that is more conducive to like a romantic thing. That's why I say to clients, you know, you can do walks, but you're not really going to get something. So from her point of view, she's very tame. Yeah, her point of view, she's just doing pure numbers to try and get guys, which, I mean, you'll, you'll meet good guys, but it's, um, yeah. My, my girl did that, like I just said there. I mean, she met um, Alex. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got, I'd say, a very unique partnership, though, because he is one of those, like, 0. .0001 men where even though she's very masculine, he's, like, obviously built as folk, very successful. In those situations, she knows she won't find better, so it doesn't really matter. Like, he is on his grind. He's doing what I'm saying you should do, be more focused on your thing than her. And even though she's masculine, um, she's still drawn towards him because, yeah. because he, he, he's probably more masculine. The idea is that you are still more masculine. Like, some guys will be drawn to more masculine women. You know, that is, some guys are more feminine naturally, some guys are more masculine. It's about the balance, you know, what sort of dynamic you're having. Generally, for about 80% of men, 
they will be better suited to that masculine, feminine, you know, mm. the man, the woman, he leads, she follows. Because I don't know about you two, but if your girl was telling you or giving you orders, get ready for this time, be oh. ready, you'd be like, fuck off, no chance. Mm. Yeah. Ah, yeah, exactly. Ah, ah. And that, that is one of the shit tests you will get from a woman. They will give you an order to see if you'll do it. They'll do it on dates. Your girlfriend will definitely do it, mate, but you, you, you might not realise it's it a more, test. Is it, more, is it more of a disguise? Or like you yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a conscious thing. You know, like, women, the way I see it is, it's like a biological imperative where they're seeing, is, is this guy... <laughs> so what should I say? <laughs> if my girl goes to me and we're upstairs... Yeah, babe, go and get me a drink, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, <laughs> in my house. Why alone? That, that's I, that's should happened should a few but, times. But, but, I, but see me, I just think, you just want a drink. I mean, you don't need to deep it that much. It depends on the context. Okay, you don't need to deep it that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking, yo, that's an order, you know. <laughs> oh, kind of thinking, yo, I don't, I don't take orders normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like there'll be times when I'll say my, to my girl, like, "Oh, would you get me coffee, please, whilst I do some work?" And she'll she'll say, "No, do I look like a slave?" And she's she's testing me. She's being playful because she wants me to say something playful in return. Because if I said to her, um, "No, sorry, you're not my slave," like, what do you think that's gonna do? She'll be like, "Oh, pussy, you're killing it, you're yeah. killing it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whereas if I look at it and go, uh, like, uh, and I've said this before, like. Bitch, this is not a democracy. This is a fucking dictatorship. Get me my coffee. She runs <laughs> off and giggles and gets me yeah. it. And I go, thank you, love you. Love. It's playful. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot, I forgot what the question was that you asked. Me. I don't even know, but yeah, we're but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, simps. We're gonna disqualify the simps if any of them are listening. What are some of the qualifiers? I mean, some of the qualities, qualities a lot of simps have that a lot of some some men maybe not even know they have them. There's a mm. very easy way to define a simp, and it's basically <clears throat> an unequal offer of value. So mm. with, with my girl, we've had a very clear dynamic where I've never asked her to pay for anything. I don't want her to pay for anything. I, I want that traditional masculine feminine role. The goal, f well, what I want is for her to be my, my housewife, to give me children, to, to run the house, to help me with my business, work with me, be my admin, whatever it is. So with that, I, I've been as masculine as possible. I couldn't do this when I was younger, obviously. But now, you know, I can take her on holiday, I can pay for things, I can do blah, 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 and, and, and not have to sweat it. So that means that she will be more feminine because I'm leading the way. Um, and obviously, I don't expect her to literally pay me back the money in other ways. So instead, the way she offers me value is by making me food, cleaning my house, doing the tasks that I don't have time to do, that I don't want to do, doing the feminine things. And, and by doing that, she's offering me an equal exchange of value. So it's not like 50-50. This is why the 50-50 thing's bullshit. You're never going to have 50-50 because uh, I'm sure you've heard this analogy before. Someone breaks in your house, who's going down to save the day? Yeah. Even if you two are putting 50-50 into the house, you then have to step up. So if you are then risking your life for your partner, how is that 50-50? But as a man, you will do that. So would you say, because putting it in context now, a lot of, everybody pretty much, a lot of people are average. And obviously, to have a more traditional relationship, Very obvious you days. would need to be more than average to be able to fund her lifestyle and also your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So would you say, if you aren't ahead of the game, ahead of the packs, in a way, you shouldn't be dating at all? No, because, because if anything, if you're an average guy dating, more time you have a nine to five, more time you can't afford to fund her lifestyle unless you're compromising on your own lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't really give her the whole world that she, as I said, a good woman should deserve. Well, this is the issue, but a few caveats to that. Not every woman's going to expect a certain quality of life. 
Mm. Like my, my girl, I, I know she would be satisfied with just a family in a normal house, but because I'm offering her more, obviously that's just a perk. Some girls will want more lifestyle. When it comes to that, this is when frame comes in. Frame is a massive thing. Again, being masculine, leading her, leading, being playful. That's when the, there has to be more importance on that thing because when it comes to you as a man, there's like um, there's certain frameworks or pillars of what it is to be a high-value man. It's like looks, game, money, fitness, frame. So obviously if money's meh, you have to then put more into the other things. That's why you'll get really attractive guys who are in good shape, who can pull really good girls. But could they keep it long-term with the lack of money? Maybe not. But, you know, mm. so they're relying more on the, the game, on the, the looks. So it's, it's a bit like that where I, I don't want guys to think that if they work a normal job, they're fucked because I was very much willing to accept a nine-to-five, a normal job, and that would have been me. So it's about showing her I'm still the man. I'm still going to, you know, look after you, um, lead the way, blah, blah, blah. But it, it is more difficult. And with the infinite amount of options that she's always going to have, you have to be able to constantly demonstrate your value, i.e. not being needy, not putting her above you, not being a simp. Because the moment you start doing that is when you start pulling back going, mm, I don't really respect, respect this man because he's putting me before his work. He's, he's you know, prioritizing me. A big part of attraction is she looks up to you, really. Like you, I'm not saying you have to be better than her, but for her to, to find you attractive, in some ways, you are better than her. That is just the way it is. She is literally looking up to you. Oh my God, this guy's amazing. If you're looking up to your girl going, oh my God, she's amazing. I'm not saying you, you can't think she's amazing, but it's just not the, the dynamic that will be conducive towards a long-term relationship. It just will not. Yeah. So, and I've experienced that. That was fantastically explained. Yeah. So all the viewers that have probably listened this far, they're probably thinking, who the hell is this guy giving me dating advice? <laughs> what qualifications does he have? What experience does he have? Yeah, so that's a very good, very good Yeah, question. yeah, well, so it is So tell me. us where you learn all of this from. Well, I'll tell you my story. I, I never set out to be like what I am now, which is essentially I do dating and lifestyle coaching for guys. Mm. The reason why it all started was because I was like your typical introvert, very shy kid, very socially awkward, stuttered, no girl experience. The only reason I, like, to be brutally honest, lost my virginity was because a girl literally asked me, do you want to have sex with me? That's literally how it went. <laughs> oh, um, you got lucky. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I mean, that's what I mean. Whereas, <laughs> was she fit? Enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then, obviously, I went down the self-improvement rabbit hole, became a bit obsessed with... Um, the looks marks and stuff, the mm -hmm. communication, because I've been such a poor communicator in the past. I was like, I need to become uh, a guy who's the, the most articulate cunt possible, biggest vocabulary, which is I started reading, started reading more, put myself in uncomfortable situations, basically just doing everything I could to become as charismatic, as socially calibrated as possible. Went through uni, uh, had my experiences like a lot with, with girls dates, um, a lot of awkward experiences, but I made a point of becoming comfortable, being uncomfortable. That's what I think a big thing is for guys, very important. Started going on like a ridiculous amount of dates. Well, not compared to Alex Hormozzi's wife, but I was doing like... <laughs> She's done a mad thing. Well, nah. my, a mad thing yeah. Mine were different, so I was doing like at my peak two to four dates a week. Um, this was like every week I was spending. I don't know how you find the two time for two to four. This was how much money week. you got? I was spending like a student mate, and I worked full time pretty much. So I was spending some months like five hundred pound a month on drinks and dates and things like that. 
But I'm glad I did because the skills that I learned from that was obviously what carried me forward. So okay, I was going on these dates. That's I was like getting buying FIFA points early and then just literally hoping it pay off. Um, so I was getting good at closing. You can imagine what I mean by yeah, closing. Yeah, yeah. I was like every single day. I was like, well, I, I know within the first five minutes what the outcome of this is going to be. Um, I was COVID struck. I had to go work at Nissan in the factory, mm. literally rubbing metal panels eight hours a day, mate. I, I fucking hated my life. Shift work, factory worker. I'm coming home and I'm seeing my housemate who works, he's probably working, what, four or five hours a day, sometimes more, from his from his iPad, pulling in 10K a month. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, no disrespect, but if you can do it, I can fucking do this. And it was literally like killing me to think that the most I could look to earn corporate-wise would be, what, 50, 60K a year? Which, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad salary, but it's not fuck you money, it's not freedom money, it's not freedom to do what I want. So then I, I'd always liked the idea of being a content creator, but didn't know where to start. Started off with the bio hacks, self-improvement, you know, sleep hacks, diet hacks, blah, blah, blah. A few videos did well, and then through my experiences, started doing stuff on dating. I don't, I don't actually remember how it started. I think it's because I used to watch a lot of dating podcasts, and, and then I'd, I would clip the podcasts up, and then do I? you might have seen some of my old videos where I would do this and point to the title. Yeah, yeah, Th yeah Those yeah. fucking, I, I must have gained 100K followers on my old channel. Those videos always do well. Yeah, those videos used to pop back yeah, in the yeah. day. They used to pop. So my content strategy on my old account was two podcast clips, two texts on screen, like top five ways to be in better shape, and then the two talking head where I'd just grab some shitty road mic and be like, hi, guys, today we're doing this. Um, and then my content kind of evolved. So when, when did all this start, your content? Th first videos were probably 2021. How old were you then, about 21 then? If I'm, if I'm 24, turning 25 now. Oh. Three years ago, yeah. probably close to three years now. I still remember, it's still very early. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but, but it was like, I, I went through bouts where, I'm sure you know what it's like, I was so afraid of judgment, so afraid of uh, people, you know, having a go at me for what I was doing, oh. where I, I didn't really give it my all. So I would do like three months, have six months off, three months. And basically girls were the, the thing that distracted me from my purpose, I will say, or, or going full send. My, my content continued to evolve and, and come into this more dating stuff. Started getting a bunch of questions. Started talking about more topics. I became obsessed with like dating psychology, intersexual dynamics. I'm reading like fucking Sigmund Freud. I'm reading all these dating books. I'm really getting deep into the content. My life became like podcast all day. Like I didn't, wasn't watching normal TV. I, like I say, I was just like so fascinated by this stuff because I'd, I'd kind of lived it through experience, and then it confirmed what I'd what I'd lived, and I was like, mm. "Fuck me, this is actually like." This is why she does this, why she does that, why this worked, why this didn't work. Started making content around it. Came across a guy uh, who we did a few podcasts with. You know, I've seen that video that's went viral a few times where it's like every girl has that one ex they'll never get over. Yeah, I saw one. that video. That was, that was like my first podcast with him. And then from there, I started doing coaching as per his recommendation. He did coaching. Started charging like 150 a month. And then it was 300, and it was 400, and then now 500. And then obviously from it's there. High yeah, and then since then it's just continued to go on. So I, I'm never going to sit here and be like, I'm a fucking absolute expert on dating. It's more like I've read the theory. I've, I've spent like six years reading this shit and living experience. And obviously I'm, I come across a certain way in my videos. I'm authentic. I think, you know, I obviously have something to offer where people buy into me. And this is, you guys know Hamza? Do you follow Hamza? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is what he says. The best way to make money in 2023 or in this day and age is to become an information synthesizer where he just reads books and then he will present that information in a digestible way for you. He'll, he'll give you an hour-long guide 
of a, of a book, that's exactly what I do. So I take all these dating books, all these self-improvement books, and I, and I present it in a way that is entertaining. I did journalism at uni, so I learned how to do editing. I learned how to, uh, I, I did voice coaching. I learned how to manipulate what I was saying, you know, mm. is the number one reason why she will leave you, all that bullshit. And then guys, you know, you have a bit of back and forth. My girl does my outreach. Uh, and then, you know, consultation. And because they've been watching my content for a period of time, they've invested into me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. And because my structure is good, it's always evolving, it's always changing. The one you've seen right now, that is my current one, but the plan on the way back is to change it a little bit because you'll always find better ways to frame things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just keep going from there. But look at most dating gurus, they're, they're, they're not they're not qualified. Like for me to go then get yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like as a PT, you know, most PTs, you don't, you don't go for them because they've got a fucking weekend course that says they've got a level two, whatever. You go for them because they're competent, they're in good shape, and they, they, they look the way you want to look. So that's like when my family have asked me, they've kind of politely said what gives you the right to talk about the shit. It's yeah. like, it's the same reason why I'm in very good shape. I've studied this shit, I live this shit, like it's just what I do now. Mm. So it means nothing to me to then go out there and get some bullshit qualification and say, yeah, I've done this. So my, my, my uni qualification, no one gives a fuck. It didn't prove anything. My course was, I, I walked through my course. It was, I did journalism. It was, it was rated like one of the top 20 easiest courses to do. So I, I literally- Top 20. It, top 20. Yeah, <laughs> like, like rock, rocked up two days a week and then, and then passed it. So again, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna flaunt a fucking useless degree. Well, it's not useless now, but it was useless. Um, same way with a dating, a dating qualification. I just don't think it's necessary at this point. Not as I continue to build momentum, so Fantastic. All right, so I want to ask you one question. So a lot of men will watch this video, and I'm going to say, I want us to understand three pillars every man needs to be successful in his own life and in all his relationships. Physical or like frames of mind or? Everything. Just any three things that you say worked well for you, that you focused on, that have got you to the point you are today. I would say yeah, physical, so. I don't know about YouTube, but I'm paying more and more attention to what I'm yeah, about. Organic stuff, yeah, yeah. you know. I, I became a bit of a nerd for testosterone optimization, supplementation. I'm yeah. taking a lot of like um, East Asian root plants that are, that are like natural test boosters because if you know anything about being a man, you know, your drive, your vitality for life comes from your testosterone. You know, them days we wake up and you're like, well, I'll fucking go and do some work. That's testosterone. Makes what, what, what are you taking? Tonka Ali, Fedogia Agrestis. Bit of ashwagandha here and there. Macaroo. Um, I haven't taken it before, but I know there's certain benefits. I, yeah. I take the most potent ones. I've done blood tests, so I know which ones work, like mm. zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, blah blah. Um, so taking your diet seriously, taking your health seriously, training doesn't have to be like bodybuilding style. What I do because it's just vanity training. I want to look good. Could be whatever. It's just important that you have that foundation of I'm taking care of myself. I'm looking after myself because you will get inherent confidence from that. Next thing is your purpose, your mission. This is the hardest thing for guys. Your purpose, your mission right now is to build this podcast up. For me, it's it's to like help guys. I feel a responsibility for these men who follow me, who I coach now. That's what drives me forward. You know, I feel like I have a place in society now. Most people don't have that, which is the hardest thing to discover, I would say, is your mission or your purpose. So that's another big thing. And then third thing, I'd say an understanding of male and female nature, because otherwise you will... You'll either be one of these guys who grasps it naturally, maybe you're one of those natural chads, you go through life uh, understanding the game without really knowing why, or you fall to the wayside. One of the things you mentioned before was like the dating stats where you find like 80% of women going for the top 20% of men because, you know, without being crude for me, if I want a one-time thing, I'll settle for a six out of 10 if she has a nice body. 
am I going to wife her? No. So if, if, my, if I'm, let's just say I'm a seven out of ten, if I'm, if I'm a seven and she's a six, her new baseline is now seven, so she won't date anything below a, a seven. And now you'll get nine out of ten guys who are fucking sixes because they just want an easy shag. It's just the way it goes. So then you find their baselines become so ridiculously high that they won't settle for the average guy. So where you would usually have a five out of ten guy, five, five out of ten girl, it just doesn't happen anymore because... Guys are thirsty. That's Guys are smashed up by the one guy now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that's why. <laughs> now I've got some new standards. No. <laughs> Exa- exactly. That's that's the whole video. Every girl has that one X. They'll never go, never get over. Do you think that's true? Of course. Of course, of course mate. I, it's not like you can't. As I don't say it's a numbers game with body count. I say it's an attachment game. So say you're you're at your your average Joe, and you find out she dated some fucking big man drug dealer who's like knows how to beat it up and whatever else. <laughs> if, 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 if you can't match that shit, then she's never going to look, look up to you. She's, she's always going to think about him in bed. She's always going to compare the two of you. That's why I say you have to be her best option. Otherwise, you're always going to chase her. So. Yeah. Bro, that sounds like a sad truth. It, it is. That's one of the bitter pills truth. you have to that's, swallow. That's yeah. What about body count? Is body count a thing that you care about these days? Should be, yeah, should be something you two care about as well. I mean, I care about that. I care about that. I care about that. Definitely, but but I'll say, for a lot of men, obviously, when they hit like 25, 26, a lot of people say, you know, you shouldn't be asking them questions there. Mm. I, I never ask the question. I mm. I just understand there's inherent all this, there's like things that they'll present to me where I go, yeah, probably got a higher body count. So and have you asked? So you oh, never, so you you never asked. I've never, I've never, I will ne- I've so never. So do, you know do you know your partner's count now? Uh, yeah, but not oh, through okay. asking it. O- only, you know, you just say like your boyfriends, if you, if you, how long you've been single. And also, if she's all feminine and cutesy and all girly girly, she probably is quite reserved. She probably isn't going to be getting run through, whereas if so she's... what kind of qualifying questions are you asking them? Well, that's one of these other things you have to suss out. Um, yeah, so do you ever have, like, qualifying <coughs> questions to kind of... The thing is, mate, like, the reason why I've, I've had success on dates is because I'm so non-outcome dependent. I don't go into a date being, like, how many boyfriends you had? No, nah, but, nah, but let's, say, let's say, yo, smashing date might be the one. Qualifying questions, you're not asking any to see, like, to suss it out, maybe better? Uh, no, because even on a first date, my goal is to seem a bit uninterested, to be honest, because, again, she has that many options that if I seem a bit too keen or needy, it's hard to strike a balance, so it's easier for me to just be genuinely interested, but also not super, super keen. So with my girlfriend now, I mean, she she she, she didn't want to tell me, but she ended up telling me, uh, and I'm not going to actually, like... Yeah, don't say, yeah, don't yeah, say yeah, yeah. Um, But... She confirmed what I thought it was, which was which was was yeah. So, with girls in the past, I, I'd been shocked, and now I don't want to fucking name names and, and stir some beef up or anything <laughs> like that. But um, it matters for a lot of reasons. Again, it's not a numbers game; more it's more of an attachment game. But after so many bodies, their ability to bond to you will become diminished. So the analogy Hamza gave was perfect. Where have you, have you seen that or heard of it? Mm-hmm. So, he, so he puts a piece of sellotape on his hand, and he says, "Every time you have sex." It becomes less sticky, and it's the same thing with bonding. So, you know, one body, less sticky. Two bodies, less sticky. And imagine you're number 10, which is 10 bodies is not unreasonable for, for a girl in this day and age. If anything, it's, it's more normal these days. Exactly. So it, it, you have to think, if I'm going to put you know, my life into this girl, invest time, energy, resources, have children, can she bond to me? Or she's still bonded to the guy number one? Because there's a reason why sex and virginity has been protected in, in every religious book, in, in every society, because we've always understood that you know, who comes first? Well, first come, first served, essentially. So this is why it doesn't matter because even even with your girl, even if you are like the best guy she can never be with, 
there'll be some part of her bio biology that is still bonded to her ex-partners. She, she might not realize it, she might not admit it, but there is still a part of her that is still like chemically attached to him because it's a, it's like a very, it's a very deep thing. Like sex has become transactional, but it is a deep thing. It's like a spiritual thing. Like when you're fucking your girlfriend, you love her. It's like a fucking deep connection thing you feel with them. <laughs> But, but, you ain't lying, bro. No, but, but it's became so transactional now that like we forget this. So when you're having these one night stands, this is why you'll see you'll do it. You'll you'll have a little fling. She walks away with her head down. She looks like shamed. She feels bad. She feels dirty because we understand that it's like we don't want to just like do this stuff. Which is why I've had my past and I've had experiences. But I don't advocate to just fuck everything in sight. I say go on dates and, and become experienced and competent. But I, I say to men now, don't make the goal to. To become, you know, some high body count man because the more I, I'm trying to become more religious and, and more like spiritual and things like that, and I understand now that it's not the guy that I want to be proponent of, but it's still benefit me, so I wouldn't regret that shit. Fantastic. Fair enough. I want to hit you with my my personal question. It normally it allows me to tell what kind of person you are. Okay, pressure zone. <laughs> not really. What seven things that you can't live without? Oh. <laughs> Seven, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Um, good relationships. Um, uh, fulfillment, that could that could tie into that. Maybe not. I, I want to feel a deep connection with the people that I'm fr friends and family and love, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, experiences. I, I don't want to feel like I'm stuck in a room the entire time. This is why I, I did this stuff. I want the freedom to be like, let's go and live abroad, blah, blah. My physical training, I fucking love training. I, I, I do it because I love the feeling of pushing myself, not because I just want to look good. That's part of it. But yeah, um, <clears throat> my, I suppose, ambition in life, I want to feel like I'm constantly progressing. I've, I I notice that I'm most lost and, and down, I'll say, when I don't have that next goal to, to, to look towards. I've hit 10K a month. What, what's next? Right now, I... <laughs> The things that I would say right now, I, I might not say in the future, but fa family is one of the easy ones. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, I, I recently went on a family holiday um, to Portugal and, and that like reframed my entire view of what I want. I, I thought I would want this like fast paced life of like, you know, driving supercars constantly, <laughs> blah, 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 always on the move. But then being around family, I was like, you know what? I actually really, really want that family unit whilst having the freedom to do what I want. But that has became a bit, bit more of an important thing for me, which is good because now I'm like, life seems a lot more simple now. I don't feel like I have to uh, live this like fucking influencer lifestyle. <laughs> and the last thing, I don't, that's a hard one. I, I don't know, maybe like food or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, 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 what I, food, I, what food? Well, I, I, lo I love simple things. I love my daily coffee. I love my daily kind of fucking sugar-free energy drink, as, as daft as that sounds. Oh, sugar-free energy Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love driving my car. Like, I'm a bit of a petrol head. I, lo I love the thought of, you know, getting the fucking v8 and scaring the neighbors and shit like that you know <laughs> so yeah I, I, that, that ties into experiences so yeah i think i've named everything there okay right. final one of the day if you could leave a final message for the young men watching at home what would that message be find your purpose or your mission as fast as possible and then obsess and dedicate your life to it because even if that turns out not to be the thing you're destined to do if you believe in destiny or fate the skills you'll acquire along the way will be lifelong like even if this shit doesn't work out for me i've built that many skills up with this sales social media content creation editing i could go into so many different avenues now which is the main thing so yeah guys the biggest question guys ask me is what do i do myself well just pick something you you will find out what you don't like very quickly which will then push you towards what you do like because 
I think that's a lot of why men feel so uh, disenfranchised and lost because they don't know what to do, but they don't try. They just sit there waiting for something to fall on their lap. Like, bro, it won't happen. You have to go up there and, you know, conquer shit and find what will gel with you. So, yeah. Fantastic. All right, Matthew Hyman. I yeah. said it right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank you very much for coming on the CLV podcast. I really enjoyed this podcast. Yeah. Learned Thanks. a lot. Everything's been broken down to me and well explained for me to basically recite this information to somebody else if they have a problem. I'm about to surprise you though that you're expecting some fucking like yeah? locker in a cage and all this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw your content anyway, that's what I said. I agree with you on your content and then you see the whole controversial ones where like, Ooh, maybe I have a different opinion but obviously now we've been able to speak about it, you've been able to shed it on a whole completely different light and it actually yeah. makes sense. But I feel like for anybody who's watching at home, do check out his content because as I said, he always hits a different angle on each topic so I really do appreciate it. You pump out a lot of content, man. Like, I do, yeah. Oh. yeah. I do, yeah. Oh, you yeah. do like one a, one, a, one a day? Three a day on TikTok, three a day on Instagram. I, I, I've got a backlog of like 2K videos because what, what I'll film in bulk, clip it up in bulk, send it off to my editor. So then I'm only really filming and editing a couple of times a week. So then it's all just sat there. Do you repost? I have done recently because uh, with TikTok, there was a phase where any reposting would absolutely nuke your account because there was, there was a duplication ban. But recently, I, I reposted that swipe along about the market yourself. Mm -hmm. Original vid got 3.5. It just got one, 1 million in the week. So obviously, it doesn't oh, work. Oh. Might repost. Might have repost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might repost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for that, Matthew. No, thanks thank for you for having me. Yeah. Traveling yeah, down Newcastle. Be, be, yeah, yeah. Come up, you can come to my studio, I'll get an extra camera. Nah, your studio looks sick. That's how my home studio needs to look as well. Yeah, yeah. That's me. My bedroom, though. Ha! All right, thank you for coming on, bro. Thank you for having me. That was good.